Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Beyond the Ropes, a boxing podcast brought to you by Easley Boxing Repeat. The place for the Northwest and boxing news, news, reviews, and interviews. Here's your host, Sean Basso. There we go. It's episode number three of Behind the Ropes. Uh, I've got another guest on, like I do every week. We've got another great guest on this episode. Um, this episode, I'm going to call it From One Farrell to Another One. My guest today, Nathan Farrell. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good, good, good. Great to have you on. Uh, it's great to have the other Farrell brother on uh, today. Um, the reason I've got you on is because... I've been around the gym for a few weeks uh, working with Kieran and yourself for the Middleton show and obviously we've got the Bowler show which we'll talk about a little bit later on but I, I've seen what you've been doing behind the scenes and I, I don't think you're getting the credit that you deserve and I think it's time that you know you speak out and tell your story a little bit so other people can hear what you're actually doing behind the scenes so if you want to start us off in this show by talking about your story then what we'll do is we're going to move on and we'll talk about the weekends uh, big fights and cards that was on obviously Kieran's was on on Friday night in Middleton and he was there in, in, in full vocal effect uh, and then we'll talk about the Friday show at Bowlers uh, and then we'll talk about the uh, Battle on the Mersey which is on Saturday night in Liverpool uh, so like I say I've been there for a few weeks now I've been watching you um, you know behind the scenes doing a little bit of training you've, you've not got a licence as such yet but I'll let you explain to people where your journey begins so far away. Norris, Sean, uh, thanks for having me on, by the way. Um, I think the thing is, with me, like you say, you've, you've seen me the last few weeks and I don't get the credit I deserve or I don't, you know, I'm not to the forefront of the limelight. Reason being is probably my personality because I'll I'll be around the gym. Everyone respects me in the gym, so that's that's good enough for me. But... I've never been one of those guys. Don't get me wrong. If you ask me opinion, I will give it you. But I'm not one to just throw my opinion at you. Yeah. And I don't necessarily like, not not dislike doing stuff like this. But I don't necessarily just jump on it. You know, like you get you get people like 
get me on that, get me on that. I'm not really that type of guy, but because it's eat, sleep, box and repeat, and it's the next biggest thing I thought, I best, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, it is. I thought, because to be fair to you, Sean, you are grafting. We're in, we're in my house tonight, late at night, fair play to you, you are putting the work in, and I do believe, personally, that the way you're going, this, this is going to take off, and that's why I'm here today, taking this interview. But uh, myself, um, my story in terms of boxing and obviously Kieran, he was first at it, he introduced me. My first sport was football, uh, I was a talented footballer, but I broke my knee when I was eight years old. Now, it was a bad one as well. I was in a wheelchair for about close to 12 months and um, after that, I was in a wheelchair for 12 months, started playing a bit of darts because it was on the telly at Christmas time and stuff like that and then... Darts actually came before boxing. I got picked for Lancashire once I was out in my wheelchair. I was, I was playing at a good standard for a very young age and I got picked to play for Lancashire. But at the same time, I was at the local boxing gym trying to shift a bit of weight. Yeah. And I was enjoying it a lot. And I thought, you know what? I'm good at both, but I'm going to have to pick one. And I thought, health reasons, if I carry on playing darts there's only one way I'm going do you know what I mean so I thought <laughs> Kieran boxes I'm, I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying my training so I chose the boxing once I chose the boxing that was it then I was just me and Kieran to be fair it was like, it was like a double act um, although he boxed for Borshaw and I boxed for another club um, we both trained every day hard together and we're both very dedicated we used to go and do our seven and a half mile run pretty much five days a week at least whilst boxing this is when we was amateurs when at a time no nobody in amateur boxing really ran only the top top amateurs yeah so when me and Kieran were seeing that Kieran started running Kieran told me to run and I basically I basically did follow his lead um, and it didn't do me bad because I won ten fights out of ten uh, won a national title beat three national champions uh, most notably Darren Tetler who's I think 16 and 0 as a pro now with about 8 knockouts William Miller actually doing uh, odds on Darren to become a world champion in the next few years he's a good kid um, that was probably my best win um, and then um, when I was 16 Kieran obviously being a couple of years older than me he he moved to Bobby Rimmers to pursue his professional career and with us being so close I thought, you know what, I'm coming with you. And Kieran was all for that. Probably should have stayed amateur. Um, if I did stay amateur, I might have been fighting today. I might not. My life might not panned out the way it has um, so far in terms of what, what I'm doing now, where I'm at now. But obviously, everything happens for a reason. Um, I enjoy my time with Kieran at Bob Rimmer's gym. I learnt loads off the likes of Brian Rose. Watching Brian Rose sparring every week is a great boxer with a great great jab. And me being a young kid watching him, I was like, I learned, say, because what I used to do is, I used to get out of the way, but I used to rush a little bit, let my shots go, get out of the way. And then when you look at Brian Rose in sparring, he just stood there and he's timing his jab. And he's, Brian Rose, I think a lot of people will agree, at the time, he had the best jab in British boxing. I think we all used to talk about that in the gym. His jab was brilliant um, and he was a nice guy. Good friend of mine and Kieran's at the time, and um, I've not spoke to him for phew, a long time now. Uh, wished him good luck when he boxed Jack Armfield in his last fight, which I thought he won. But um, 
people like that, and especially Kieran, because Kieran, Kieran showed me dedication. No matter how hard I went, Kieran would always go harder. But I honestly, I, I, I used to go hard in training, uh, inside the gym and outside the gym. But Kieran, he ask anyone from that era, and they'll tell you the guy was a nutcase. <laughs> they used to call him Mad Kieran because it was mad. He was mad in, in, in his um, his character and and his dedication towards boxing. Now, a lot of my successes, to be fair, a lot to do with Kieran. If Kieran wasn't, if Kieran didn't take up boxing, I didn't take up boxing. And to be fair, I, I love boxing. Um, now, I should have stayed amateur, but didn't. So my career ended, 10 fights, 10 wins, national title. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not. No, it's all. No, no, it's not. It, you, can't, you can't argue we're getting a national title at all. Exactly. And, and, and uh, my only mistake was probably holding on to that, like, oh, I'm national champion, I've done it now, because that's all I was bothered about. And, yeah. and, and at the time, Kieran was, we both won our national titles in the same season. And uh, the memories me and Kieran had from the amateur days, uh, they're irreplaceable. Um, it was me, Kieran, my dad. We flew to Belfast, we flew to Guernsey, we flew to Poland. And when you're an amateur, you're not doing it for money. You're just doing it for the love of, of of the sport. And I'll never forget them days. And I, I know Kieran. We always talk about him. We always tell our stories to to, to people, new people coming in the gym, etc. But um, with me, from that point on, I came a kind of passenger of Kieran's career, which I was actually fine with, to be honest, because. As far as we was concerned, Kieran was going to be a, a world champion, and Kieran used to actually say, "Nay, chill out. I've got it. I've got this. You leave me to it. I'm, you're on the journey with me. I'm going to be world champion. I'm going. I'm going, I'm going to get us to where we want to be." Yeah. And I was like, "Well, fair play. I'll go along with that. I enjoy training. I love supporting my brother. Uh, like I said to you in, in in previous conversations, with me, although I'm I'm very good at." whatever I try if it's for me I don't have that same feeling as if if it was someone else like when I help someone and, and they go on and they go and do it for me personally emotionally in, in my heart that matters so much more to me than me doing it because for me it was like effortless because I, I, I'm not being big or anything but I'm, I, I was a talented guy I am a talented guy and people actually do say to me close people to me you, you piss me off and I say why and they say not in a bad way but I'm shit at everything and I look at you and, and you just fucking you, you do everything like like that but although I can do that it matters much more to me to see someone else do it and support that um, so the way my, my story panned out from that point on obviously Kieran had his brain in 2012 and the last five years for me um, has been battling with depression. Uh, I think Kieran's brain had injury had a lot to do with it. Uh, I had nightmares for many years, uh, on and off. They go away for a long time, then they come back, and uh, I'd wake up in the middle of the night sweating, uh, heavy breathing, and I'd be dreaming of Kieran uh, getting carried out on a stretcher. Um, I'm over that now, um, but unfortunately, uh, the luck didn't, uh, the bad luck didn't go uh, too soon because. When we opened up the gym, we worked hard to get the gym open. That was all my my mind was focused on getting Kieran back on his feet. Um, that's what the whole family, me, my dad, my mum, my brother, uh, our Brian, um, and, and our a uh, couple of close mates of ours, uh, Chris Jones, Liam Alsall, that me 
Liam, Chris and Kiz was in the gym from 5am till 12pm, 12am, 12 midnight, um, every day until we got that gym open. Once we got the gym open, I could sort of start thinking uh, for myself a little bit. We were doing the classes. Uh, my mental uh, side of things was improving and I started training, which obviously helps uh, your mental state. And I, f I fell in love with training again. And I was training three times a day, six days a week. I was sparring well, really well. Strongest I've ever felt, fittest I've ever felt. And then played a game of football and I've injured my knee. Now that was three years ago. Sometimes it feels like 10 years ago, sometimes it feels like yesterday because I've still got this injury and it's not been fixed yet. So that's why I'm now, I've basically accepted 24, still young to be fair. Let's say if I got my knees fixed now and I did the recovery, I could come back when I'm 25, but it's sort of gone. I, f I don't feel 24, I feel 34, <laughs> 44, 54, whatever I do. I feel a bit like I can move when I'm on the pads and stuff, and uh, but I am always struggling on my knee. And realistically, I ain't going to get back to fighting again. Um, I've just about accepted that. But um, like I say, I'm now helping people. I train amateurs and I'm now applying for my pro licence. So I'm going to go down that route. And to be fair, I love helping people anyway. So that's where I'm at at the moment. So you're getting more satisfaction out of training these kids coming through the gym than you are actually yourself. Because you just said it yourself there that... You know, it was a breeze for you. You know, naturally, you've got the gift and you had the talent to, to do that. But then you training somebody else and seeing somebody else succeed who maybe didn't have that natural talent that you've got is, is, is well, for me personally, it'd be more of an achievement for me if I could train someone up to do something that I'm good at uh, or even exceed the, the something that I'm good at. Then yeah. that, that, I get more satisfaction out of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it represents a, a different challenge. Like, t like I say, to me, it was effortlessly. Don't get me wrong, I trained hard and you have your bad days and you're like, fucking hell, you know, this today was tough, but just when you, sometimes, you, I don't know, some people are just good at some things. Like, you get like, a lad who I train, uh, Adam Chidgey is called, gets straight A stars in, in his GCSEs. He is when I compare myself at 16 to him at 16 now he's going to do great things with his mind in the future he's going to go on to do very good things maybe in a, in a book maybe in a book maybe maybe not don't get me wrong he's physically capable but he's an absolute genius and to be honest with you I know how hard boxing is and for a kid to have that brain he needs to go and do some some, some rocket science or, or something <laughs> along those lines because to be fair he's got really good attitude to be fair he's out running five mile a day as well because I've obviously implemented uh, my and Kieran's like philosophy etc boxing philosopher onto, onto, onto the kids not everyone takes to it some get to a certain age and like I'm done with this because it is hard but I've got a, a, a handful in the gym at the moment who I train, Adam Chidja, Acacia Barron, who's national schoolgirl champion. And to be honest with you, I'll make a prediction now, 2024 Paris, she'll win the Olympics. She's 13 year, 13 year old now, she'll be 20 in 2024 and she will win the Olympics. 
and now it's on Eat Sleep Box and Repeat. You heard and it. You might first. be able to sell that for a lot of money. I don't know. We'll get to sign uh, sign something. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, I've seen a case here at the, uh, the live workout um, two weeks ago, and there was a lot of comments from people that were, that turned up to watch it saying wow look at this kid look at this girl on the uh, this young girl on the pants and look how fast she is and look how strong she seems for, for a girl of age and even the comments that were on the Facebook live stream yeah. were all more yeah. about Acacia than yeah. there was yeah. about anyone yeah. else to be fair it's that um, it's different isn't it it's like what you're doing now Sean you're bringing something different to boxing media therefore I believe you're going to do great things in the sport and, and you're a hard working guy you're grafting a lot so I think with what you're bringing to the table now you're going to do great things now uh, Acacia Barron actually shown me she probably doesn't know it she's shown me that hard work like, like I said with me it was like a breeze so I thought well you need a lot a lot of talent but when she first came to the gym well, we've actually got a video of her we might might be able to show it on Eat Sleep Boxing page um, in the future. Comp- compared for the first day in the gym, I don't know who videoed her. I think it was Kieran. Kieran videoed her. He must have seen something because it like he said he said to her dad, "I don't know what it is. You know, it's not like she's technically brilliant in her first day in the gym, but she's a bit different, and she works so hard. It's unbelievable, and it's shown me that." With hard work, no matter how high or low level your talent is, you can succeed to a great level. And like I said, with me, it was talent, raw talent, and I just did it. With a lot of people, it is. But she's don't get me wrong; she's got some talent. She has got a good a good deal of talent. But phew, me personally, when you're doing it yourself, you don't see the improvement in yourself. It's like she won't see the improvement in herself, but now because I'm training others and looking in from a different point of view it's crazy how people improve when they just that seed in the mind is planted and then they just go for it and she's doing that I've also got a little Andre uh, Conte uh, he's a 10 year old he's only young he, he, but he's got he has got all the physical talent Um I let him do a bit of fucking about in the gym at the moment because he's only 10. I'm not going to be too hard on him, but he's another one for the future. And I do believe he'll be a national champion as well in the future. Might not be this season. He's not had a fight yet. Might not be next season, but he will come good. Um, when, he, when, he, when, he, when he matures a little bit, he'll also be a national champion. And if he decides, he's a good footballer as well. But if he decides, you know what, I like this boxing, then he will also go on to do great things, yeah. I, I believe. And I think... Um one of the the, the, no, the most noticeable improvements that that I've picked up on in the short time that I've sort of been um, coming to the gym and, and seeing you guys and, and and you know sort of make, making a lot of connections with yourselves is is Lee Clayton. Now, when I first met you and I met Lee, I, I'd, I'd seen his record and I'd, I'd actually seen some of his fights, you know, and I thought when I heard his story about the fact he had no amateur experience, I thought. You know, this can either go one way or the other. He can either develop into something great, or he, he can just end up falling flat on his face. Falling flat on his face, like you say, and 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 just ending up quitting because it is it's too much for him. But the last fight he had, uh, which was on the card on Middleton on Friday yeah. night, you know, there was so so much improvement in that fight and watching it from the stage where I was, where I was sat, and I noticed I was like, wow, you know. 
I've seen him in the gym and I've seen him I'm not going to mention no names but I've seen him in sparring a few weeks ago um, and the opponent he was sparring he seemed to be really getting the better of him and then you know, this particular opponent was a very talented opponent as well yeah. and I thought to myself you know he looks a bit he looks, he looks a bit rocky at times but then when he got in the ring on Friday night he just turned it on completely turned it on he such a controlled performance and that goes all credit to you really because you're the one behind the scenes that's putting all that effort in with him because of the history of you being a self-poor and a counterpuncher. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about how that relationship came about. Well, to be fair, Lee's been in the gym, I don't know, uh, I'm not even sure, 12 months, 18 months, whatever it was. I like to say, he didn't have uh, much amateur, amateur experience in it all. His amateur career happened quite quickly on him as well. It wasn't like he was... Uh, a low number of fights over a long space of time for him to improve yeah. he just went straight at it and then he thought well, you know what I'm going to do something else I'm going to turn pro but to be fair like I, credit some credit does go to me but Lee Clayton what I, what I can say about him uh, to be fair I'm, I'm proud of him and I am proud of him He'll start crying when he hears this, actually. But, uh, he's soft <laughs> he, 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 he thinks he's going to get so much on this podcast today, but actually, no, it's about actually giving him to, to be, credit. To be fair, Sean, he gets a lot of stick, but he knows it's banter. Now, what I personally feel about him is I am, I'm proud of what he's done since I started uh, working with him after his knockout defeat, where he literally fell flat on his face, funny enough. Um, the day later, he came in the gym, and he was, he, he was heartbroken, and... Um, I sort of did a bit of reverse psychology. I took the piss out of him. I said, mate, on that performance, you're shit. And he went, he looked at me like, fuck me, eh? <laughs> but I needed to get inside his head. And then I offered to help him. Because when, when I seen him get knocked out, quite a lot of people around the town and probably the, the northwest boxing scene, a lot of people laughed at him, to be honest. The knockout was a fucking laughable knockout, to be fair. He, he basically had butted the guy's fucking fist. And he ended up on his ass, jumped up, and put his fist again, and ended up on his ass. He's boxing, it happens. Yeah, yeah it, it, but the thing was, like I said, since my injury, my three-year-long injury, I've been on what I would say a spiritual journey, and I've learned a lot about life myself, and what I'm trying to do, what I've tried to do with Lee is implement what I've learned from the, from the mental side of things and life, and put it onto him, because with, with Lee, what it was... Like, I believe now you have to think in the moment and act in the moment. If you're thinking about the past, say, like I have done in the past, that only causes, like, let's say, for, for three years after Kieran's brain injury, all I could think about was Kieran's brain injury, but it's no good thinking about three years ago. You're not doing any, anyone any favours and you're only going to get depressed. Yeah. Now, and then on the flip side of that, Lee Clayton, for example, he's thinking too far into the future. Like, he'll admit himself. He's getting married. He's probably more thinking about that in the build-up to the to the loss than his actual fight. Sparring wasn't going well. Kieran was bollocking him. This was before I was training him, but I was in the gym watching all the sparring, and uh, I was I turned to Kieran. I'm like, you know, he's not listening, is he? Kieran's like, Kieran was really annoyed. Kieran was bollocking him like fucking every week, and uh, he kept coming away, going away, coming back, and doing the same thing, and ultimately. I do believe in uh, the law of attraction where your thoughts become reality and me and Kieran actually had a conversation like there's a chance this kid could get knocked out no matter how average of an opponent you put in with him yeah. on, on this occasion his, his head is just totally not on it 
and he's sitting on a night I seen him on a night I said right Lee and he's staring into space but anyway like I say with him getting married and stuff he's thinking about the future and he's worrying about the future and then before he knows it he's got a fight in front of him you can't do that when you, especially in boxing if you've got a football match you've got 10 other players on a pitch you can have a bad day and you can still win 5-0 if you're in a boxing ring if your mind's not on it in that very moment you're getting knocked out most likely yeah. that's exactly what happened Now you're, you're all alone in the ring exactly so what I basically said to him I sent him away I made him watch a, a film called Peaceful Warrior which I do recommend to anybody who, who may feel that they're living in the past or in, or in the future, worrying about the future, which only causes anxiety through the body. So that's where anxiety comes in. And if you're anxious, especially going into a boxing ring, you're not going to perform. In a boxing ring, you need to be chilled out, relaxed, mind on the job, and you can do great things. And I'm proud of, I'm well happy that what I've put on Lee in terms of the mental side of things is reaping the, the rewards because I'm like, wow, it really does work. What I've learned in my three years of this, what I call a spiritual journey, sounds a bit, you know, it sounds, a, people might not take to that, but I do believe that's the, the how I can explain it. Um, and so what Lee does now is, it takes each day as it comes. Uh, we do pad sessions and they're like a slow pace pad session. I slow him down. I explain to him thoroughly. I can talk to him for 20 minutes but without hitting a pad. And then when he hits the pad, he learns it like fast as anything. Yeah. So the way I work, I won't call myself a boxing trainer. I call myself a boxing teacher. Like I teach a bit about life and a bit about boxing. And when you mix the two together, you do get good results. And we've seen that with Lee. And I'm really happy that Lee's, he has took to it. Because if it, if he didn't take to it and he fell flat on his face, I'd be questioning what I believe in as a human being. Yeah, of course you would. But, yeah. but thankfully, he's gone from strength to strength. And he'll give me all the credit, but the kid's got a lot of balls. Like I said, everyone everyone laughed at him. And that's why I thought, you know what, I don't like it. I don't like people making fun of others. It, it, it affects me. Uh, it really annoys me and it upsets me. So when I seen everyone laughing at him, I was like, fuck this. I'm a southpaw. I know what he's doing wrong. I know what he's doing wrong mentally and physically. I can improve him like that. I can improve him fast. I believe that. And when he boxed Brett Fido... The referee scored it 39-38, but for me, it was 39-37. Three rounds to one, uh, all, every day of the week. Um, and Brett Fido can bang. Everyone thought he was going to get beat up off Brett Fido. Uh, Brett's won seven, lost 20-odd, but he's knocked out about six. And uh, I remember Ash Lane, who's now the Commonwealth champion, when the, the weigh-in uh, before the bowlers show, the day before, Ash Lane turned around to Lee Clayton and said, Stayed away, stayed the fuck out of the way of his of his punch because I sparred him once and it's the hardest punch I've ever felt. And Lee looked like he's seen a ghost, and I was like, "Oh for fuck's sake!" <laughs> that, that nice one, Ash. Nice one for telling him that. I've been in his head for weeks, and he's and he's so ready. And someone said he bangs like a fucking train. So, um, but he went in there, and we didn't have we didn't have loads of pad sessions together. It was only here and there, but he was willing to listen. It took for that knockout defeat for him to say, "You know what." I'm going to stop just going for it and trying to rely on my stamp stamina. I'm going to listen to some cunt now and hopefully let's see if we get some results. And he did that on the night and I was, I was happy about that. But this fight just gone. Six rounder against another tough, stocky kid who looks miles stronger than Lee. You know, when you look at them both stood next to each other and you're thinking, right, let's see what he does tonight. And to be fair to him, some fighters, they're brilliant in the gym. They get in the ring and they freeze on, under the lights. Lee Clayton 
if 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 he, if he's useless at everything else, one thing that is he's the best at is he'll go in there. Now he will go in there and he'll throw anything you tell him to throw. If I told him to throw a, a leg kick and a flying elbow, he'd actually try it. He'd probably get kicked out, but he would actually try it. And that's what you need as a trainer. You need that kid to say, you know what, I'm going to put my trust in this guy and I'm going to carry out, carry out that game plan and see where we go. And to be fair, he won every round once year on Friday at Middleton and now he's buzzing. And those two good wins may earn him a title shot in the near future and if it does it'll be a 10 rounder or 8 rounder but probably a 10 rounder and he'll be a he'll be a 10 times better fighter than he was on Friday because now obviously I'm getting my licence and working with Lee and the results that he's got made me think you know what I'm pretty good at training people or teaching people so I'll get my licences I'll be doing this corner and you'll see the best Lee Clayton that anyone's ever seen and I'm interested to see how good he can get because he's listening and he's improving rapidly and I've got more things to show him I've not shown him everything I know I've just shown him a few things that will make him win the fight first and foremost but there's a few things that I like I'll show him a shoulder roll shoulder roll count with a left or parry the right hand come back with a left I'll show him all these things I've not shown him half the things that I know right now so I'm interested to see how good he can get um, and we will find out in the future so it's going to be interesting to see how Lee progresses over the next few months um, you know we'll see what happens when he gets his next fight and how spending more time with him is going to affect how he goes into his next fight it's going to be good so let's let's move on thanks so much for obviously sharing all yeah. the information with us it's, yeah. you know, I'm sure the people that are going to listen you know they'll enjoy it they really will so cheers for, for going through all that no worries really let's go to Friday night then let's go to Middleton Arena yeah. uh, let's talk about Kieran's first show of the season back yeah. um, to house it was really good I was I was there uh, I was on the, the side of the stage on a little table and some chairs uh, out in full force we had uh, our photographer um, out there at ringside doing some photos uh, we had one of my other um, I wouldn't want to say helpers because he's my brother-in-law and he was just <laughs> helping he was just helping me do a bit of writing for the show yeah um, we had my missus who was there you know helping along and then we was me doing the videos so we really enjoyed being there but the show itself was great it was a great way to kick off the season uh, for, for the people's gym and for obviously Kieran Farrell's boxing promotions um, we had four fights on the card it was supposed to be five but obviously Reese McMillan took the fight uh, yeah, you know, yeah, two yeah, days yeah, notice yeah, yeah, in yeah, the Liverpool card yeah. the week before so yeah. but on the other side of the coin we got a really good show so we'll go through the fights you know briefly one by one um, first up was was obviously Daryl Sharp who's from the gym yeah, from your gym um, going up against Jake Haig which actually for me um, I'll say it now that was the fight of the night it was a brilliant fight to be fair um, Ricky Atten trained good pedigree light heavyweight Daryl Sharp if Daryl Sharp stayed in the gym constantly sort his diet a little bit I don't want to slag him because he's a he's a great guy I was actually speaking to him earlier he said you better talk good about me but um, <laughs> no he's a top guy but he can make light middleweight and he's, he's going in there against a light heavyweight a natural light heavyweight Jake Haig and I can't tell you how tough Daryl Sharp is he, he's got a granite chin if you hit him with a baseball bat you would not knock him out. I'm, I'm convinced now. I am convinced. <laughs> I am convinced, and 
Not only that, but even in defeat, he knew he was up against it. The size of Jake and and he's a good boxer and he's, he can bang a bit. He's got some good knockouts. Um, but he goes in there and he just does his thing. He does Daryl Sharp. He tucks tuck up for a few shots and he, he lets you have it a bit, have it back. And it, 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 he's, he's, he's great and entertainment-wise. But if you were fighting at middleweight, light middleweight, he's another one. He's better than just taking fights and taking an L. Every, every every so often a week or every every fortnight but obviously Daz chose to go on the road and you know what you get with going on the road you're going to get a lot of lo- uh, lo- losses even if you do think you've won so let's just um, let's just clear one thing up obviously the podcast with Curtis that I did yesterday for about journeyman he was one person that actually never got mentioned um, when Curtis did put me on the spot a little bit and you know I, I, I like to think I've got the knowledge of it but when you put on the spot you think oh Bloody hell, yeah, bloody hell can you think of yeah, And I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. I was kicking myself this morning because I thought, Daryl, bloody hell, Daryl, you know, look at what Daryl's doing. I mean, that fight with Jake on, on Friday night, he hit Jake uh, with, a, I think it was a, an overhand right or a straight right, and Jake's legs went, and I thought, oh my God, he's going to he's gonna stop Jake yeah, Hay here. Yeah, and Jake yeah, hates yeah. the prospects and the home fighter here. Yeah. He's like the uh, he's like the people's champion, Daz. Every, everybody loves him. It is, he's so nice. You, you when If you stood there... Don't get me wrong, he looks rough and ready. He's got a bald head and a load of tattoos all over him. But he's so nice, you wouldn't think he'd be able to fight like that. But um, every, every time he, he performs, every time he goes out there, win, lose or draw, everybody comes to me after, the day later, Canel Daryl Sharp's fight. They just love him. They, fell, they fall in love with Daryl Sharp. Win, lose or draw, he always puts on a show. Yeah, no, it was a great, it was a great fight. You know, he, he, you know, he, like you say, he's the away fighter in that particular show. Um, but he put on a really good show, and he really gave for me. It was the first time I'd see Jay Haig under any pressure and, and, and under any test. Yeah. And everything Jay Haig was throwing at Daryl, Daryl's just you know, smiling, nodding, and saying, "Nah, it's nothing that." You know, yeah. he, like you said, he just took it. He just yeah. took it. And- for for me, the impressive thing is, especially in professional boxing, you've got the tiny gloves on. When you're fighting, when you're a natural light middleweight slash middleweight, but pretty much a light middleweight, if he was down to championship weight, if he did get down to his natural weight, I'd say he'd make light middleweight. And he's fighting a light heavyweight. Those shots are coming heavy, really heavy. And you're watching, you're thinking, how? how? Like, I, I put myself there and think, if that guy banged me on the jaw, I don't think I'd be smiling at him and saying, hit me again <laughs> uh, and it, it's unbelievable what he can take but also he can give it out he's just a tough guy he's, yeah. he's a top guy he is, he is just a tough guy and he is, he is a top guy um, so that was a good first fight I think it was the best fight in the night personally um, and then we went on and we had the second fight which was uh, local lad Connor Lynch Connor Lightning Lynch was the second fight on the card um, making his debut in Middleton which was great he had some great support there um, I watched the fight I really enjoyed Connor's performance. Uh, he was in against Dale Arrowsmith, who again is also someone who didn't get mentioned on yesterday's podcast. But he is also a quite a tough, tough little journeyman. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't get as much shout outs as, as as what you'd expect. So shout out for obviously for for, for Dale um, because you know he, he he stuck it in there and. And Connor really did put it on him, and, and Connor was really giving it to him in that fight. It was a good fight. Yeah, it was a great fight, and it was a great debut performance by Connor. Because what, what you find is on, on people's professional debuts, they don't show nowhere near what they can do. 
nine times out of ten, they will not show what they can do on their debut. Sometimes you can watch someone's debut and think, nah, he's not very good, with the greatest respect. And then next time out, you go and watch him again, or you see him again on the show, and you're like, fuck me, that's a different fighter. It happens a lot. Um, our kid comes on from that first fight to the second fight is unbelievable. Connor actually performed well. The only criticism you'd give him, and he knows it himself, I spoke to him yesterday in the gym, is he rushed his work at times. Yeah, I'd agree. And when, when, it, when he got Dale on the ropes, he was head hunting a little bit and Dale had his, his guard up, he could have dropped it down to the body. And then when he, when, he, when he thought, you know what, I'm going to drop it down to the body, Dale was already gone. So it was a bit cat and mouse at times. Um, oh, and by the way, Dale Arrowsmith, another away fighter who's humble as anything and one of the nicest lads you'll ever meet it's unbelievable how many away fighters out there are so humble and so nice yet tough as anything and can fight but yeah Conor Lynch um, I think he had uh, 50 odd amateur fights um, he's no strange to a boxing ring um, he's tough he's from Langley is he from Langley yeah, he's from, he is from Langley. Langley of course he's from Langley uh, he's tough as anything and he's got so much untapped potential as well and and Training with Kears, he will. It, Kieran will bring it out of him. All all Connor's got to do is think, I'm going to listen, I'm going to do it, and he will become a great fighter. He's got so much potential; it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's going to be good to see his journey. Uh, obviously, when he gets his second fight and see how he progresses from the performance he put on on Friday night. Um, so we had he had a little band on as well, uh, the Fireflies uh, on Friday night, which. Yeah, they were alright. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of that type of music personally, but I thought it was alright. I thought the crowd enjoyed it, and I thought it was a good way to break the show up. Yeah, I think Kieran's uh, he's built up a little bit of a friendship with 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 uh, Lee. Uh, I think he's the the the, the main Weldon, isn't it? Yeah, the main singer of of the, of the band. Um, they played at our first ever uh, boxing show at Middleton Arena, and it was nice to do it all again. Yeah. Um, it, it, Middleton Arena what I like about it is it's not the the biggest but it's smart and there's a nice vibe in there yeah. it's all good vibes and with, with Lee and his band coming back to do pretty much of a repeat of of, of Kieran's first ever show uh, it was nice it, it was good and obviously the good band yeah, it was good. Uh, it was really good. I really, I really, in, you know, enjoyed it. You know, even though it's not my type of music, really. Yeah. But I thought they put a good performance on, and I thought it was nice for the crowd to have something different. And I think that's what I, I kind of appreciate with that type of a show that Kieran put on. Is that he's put something different on. You know, I've been to a few other shows now since I've started doing uh, Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat, but. Yeah. I've not seen anyone do that, and and that was different for me. And I, you know, I was there, I was stood at the side of the stage watching it, and I thought, it's not too bad. It's actually, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's different. It's not just your, your interval where there's nothing going on in between fights. And I think, and I think, like a lot of the people who do come to the shows, you do get die-hard boxing fans. You do get people who are stone mad to watch their fight a fight, but then you do get a lot of people who they they, they love going out and to an event. Yeah, and. Them, that type of person who was spending their hard-earned money coming to the show, a little bit of different with a band, they they love that. You know what I mean? That that is it's entertainment, isn't it? They've got the fighting, and yeah, then they've, they've got a band there and the interval as well. It's a little bit different for them all. I did. Um, I did get to put the. Uh, I wasn't too happy with them actually. Um, I'm going to shout at him now. So if Lee, if Lee Wildlings listening to this <laughs> podcast, I'm going to shout at you. And the reason I want to shout at you is because. I worked uh, a good three hours on that little promotional video for Kieran and just towards the best bit of it, you decided to start playing your instruments (laughs) and 
it just kind of took away the big oomph part of the end of it. So uh, I wasn't very happy with you at the time, but I, I do forgive you for that. <laughs> so if you're listening, I forgive you, Lee. And uh, good, good performance, mate. Good performance. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, uh, we've talked a lot about Lee's fight, and, and, and obviously it was a great performance from Lee. So I don't really want to keep yeah, yeah, banging yeah. on about Lee's performance because we've kind of really covered it before. Yeah, yeah. It was a great performance. Yeah, it he, was. he showed his improvements. Really good, to, and it's going to be really good to see him again. Yeah. Uh, fight of the night, uh, main fight of the night that is, was uh, Dylan Moran and uh, his opponent, uh, which had come in from was it Spain? Coming from? Yeah, I think he, he he's from um, South America, living in Barcelona. Yeah, I think. yeah. Uh, something like that, anyway. So he came over. He had a lot of fans there. Yeah, at the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dylan's got a great following. Um, they're Irish, you know what I mean. They, they, they all they all back their own. They and do. To be all fair, back their he's own. got a great family, uh, and and his dad's uh, a big influence in bringing a whole bunch load over. Um, Dylan Moran is when he first came over to the gym. He almost came over thinking he had a point to prove because he's coming from kickboxing back into boxing which he'd done when he was younger uh, and he had, he had success at boxing when he was younger and I remember he actually sparred Daryl Sharp when he first came over and I was told this kid he's got it all and in that particular spar he just had a war and I was like he just proved that he's tough as fuck because he's just gone with Daryl Sharp for six rounds or whatever it was there was blood everywhere and he was not backing down and he's a welterweight um, obviously Daryl Sharp fights people who are light heavyweight yeah. and Dylan Moran he's having it with him and uh, me and Kieran there's a few lads watching there and they was all buzzing but me and Kieran was like you're a better boxer than that so my first impression was oh he's just scrapping he's tough as anything he's Irish he, he, you know he's up for the battle but he's, he's just he's just going at it Yeah. but another thing is though he's coming over he's living, he's living over here and it's different for him and now, having that camp and that first debut out of the way, his debut was a great performance, by the way. Again, he stepped up against Chris Jenkinson, who's two weights heavier than him, and who knocked someone out the fight later. Chris Jenkinson's no mug. Dilmaran bullied him about the ring and even shifted a shot himself. And it was a great performance, but it's a little bit different this time. He's more relaxed in his surroundings. Let's be honest, they would just, it's not it's not the easiest place to, to to just fit in straight away. No. Um, but he has done now, and you've seen it in his performance on Friday in Middleton. That kid there, I think he'd only he'd only ever been stopped once. And I'll tell you a story now, actually. Just before he came in, just before he ring walked, me, Dylan and Kieran were just in the in the corridor. And we were laughing and joking. Now, me and Kieran are right to laugh and joke. We're not actually getting in the ring at that present moment. Dylan, fair play to him. He did not give a fuck. He was laughing and joking. He was asking me to do impressions. Kieran was doing impressions. We was all having a laugh. And he went in there and flawless. He, he did the business. He really he did. did. Um, I, I did film it because I seen people filming it. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a Facebook Live uh, on the page so I did and I was watching it and I was like he just battered him from pillar to post from the first bell until the referee waved it off and he just he just proved it yet again even only in his second fight that all the talk in Ireland from Waterford about him and, and all the support he's getting yeah. over in Ireland yeah. at this early stage of his career just goes to show that 
they really do think he is the real deal. Yeah, well, with the reputation that he came over with, it was always going to be difficult straight away to to show it because he came over with thousands and thousands of followers. Like when you're looking from from the outside looking in, you're looking, you're thinking, "Fuck me, who's this guy?" And it was always going to be tough to prove it straight away. But it's pro- it, in that performance Friday, I stood there and watched it and I thought, "Ah, yeah." There's something a little bit special about him. He can fight. He can box. He's a southpaw. He's got a, he's got a great chin. It take a good one to beat him. It take a very good one to beat him. He's gonna climb levels in professional boxing. Do you think is um, Do you think Karen's gonna find it difficult to hold him back? Um. Well, well as you know, Karen's a a redder type of person. I saw his Dylan. It was funny because uh, Dylan's dad's been on the phone saying. You two fuckers don't be fucking fighting the world straight away, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, I also said to myself, listen, just tick away. The following's getting bigger. Um, you don't need you don't need to be thrown in in, in some crazy fight straight away. You're, we already know what you are. And when the time comes, you will prove it. To be fair, Dylan, he was of that opinion himself. But we had a little joke, I said to Kears, is this fucker asking for easy fights? And anyway, he went, he went, listen, I'm ready to roll, but we'll roll when it's time to rock and roll. Yeah. And um, But to be fair to him, he's another nice lad. That's what I like about our gym. But then there's no, there's, there's no ego. Everyone's a dead nice lad. From from Connor, George, Lee, Dylan, Daryl Sharp, yeah. Danny Craven. No, no, it's true. It's, all it's nice true. lads. And we won't have it any other way, to be fair. No, it's true. And obviously, I've spent... Um, how long have I been coming to the gym now? I've been making my way up a couple of months now, I think it is. I've been making my way up there and coming seniors and uh, even doing a little bit myself. And, you know, the atmosphere in there is, is, is there's no egos. Uh, everybody treats everybody the same. And, you know, there's just respect between everyone, no matter what level you're at. And that's what you want to see in the gym. So that that's really, that's really good. And obviously, I'm looking forward to seeing Dylan's progress because... You know, seeing him in the gym, seeing him in the fight, yeah, yeah. seeing his following that he's got already, and I think, I, even myself, I think he's got some, and I think he's he's going to be someone special. Yeah, you can see just like you don't need to analyse his performance in detail to see some people just have a bit of a a vibe about him, yeah. like a special this kid. He talks the way, the way he, he talks carries, the right yeah, way. He course, talks the right way. Of course, well. he's good mannered. He carries himself professionally. He's a little bit special. He's in the ring, outside the ring. You couldn't really criticise much about him. You know what I mean? He's a good-looking kid, good-mannered. He can fight. He can box. He's a southpaw, which, in my opinion, is an advantage. I love a southpaw, and can't wait to see what 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 Dylan goes on and does. So that was that for that show. It was a great show. Uh, but obviously, we've got the one coming up tomorrow night which we'll discuss a little bit later on yeah, yeah. Uh, what I want to do is move on to the card on Saturday uh, I, I don't really want to focus too much on the undercard fights because I know yourself you didn't really get a chance to watch it yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know you've watched the, the main fight which is really the point of discussion from the show which was the Fury Parker fight um, I know you've watched it now yeah. and my initial thoughts were um might create a bit of controversy and people might say what the hell was Sean watching yeah, but yeah. I felt I was watching Huey Fury beat Joseph Parker that night I don't think I was seeing a 118-110 scorecard no. for Parker but no. what I thought I seen was uh, Huey Fury picking it up by one maybe two rounds Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt that 
Josie Parker was putting the aggression in and the judges have obviously scored it based on that but he was missing a lot of shots a hell of a lot of shots actually and Huey Fury he did a lot of great counter punching and whilst he might not seem to carry that great power he did I was there three rows from the front and I see the amount of times Joseph Parker's head snapped back from uppercuts from hooks and I felt that Fury had won that fight so I wasn't surprised when they all come diving in the ring at the end thinking they'd won it Um, I felt Parker he could have done better personally and I don't think that's done him any justice myself because I do think he's a better fighter than that Uh, but you've watched it now and you've had the opportunity to watch it so what are your your thoughts on that? It's a strange one because it's like I always try to explain to people um, you can watch a fight and say I'll go back to in fact as an example just before I go into it Derek Chisora versus Dylan White do you remember that fight? Yeah that was a great fight Yeah. on the night I was like Derek Chisora really deserved to win that and a lot of people was like Derek Chisora's won that but I knew when I watched it back the day later I just knew I was going to score it to Dylan White now with this Fury versus Parker I wanted Fury to win Uh, he's got a nice style my kind of style I like a bit of counter punching, nice and side on, hides behind his shoulder, good jab, step back, right hand, etc. Um, but it's strange. It was, one, it was another one. O- over the space of the 12 rounds, at the end, I thought, Huey Fury is by far the better fighter and boxer. Yet, I've scored it to Parker by one point. Just, do you know, as I'm scoring it round yeah. by round, it. it, it it's like your scorecard sometimes doesn't represent what what you're watching. Yeah. It's like you know when you're trying to score it, you come up with some different things to what your 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 your, your conscious mind is watching. It's like I, I watched it really frustrated because I do believe that you if Fury could beat that kid one twenty to one oh eight. I do think he's that much better than him. I really do. He sort of shown it on the night, yet my scorecard ended up one point to Parker. And I think the reason being was, sometimes it was it was counter, 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 back foot, back foot, back foot, back foot. And a lot, sometimes I was just hoping he'd move his feet like he was doing and then beat Parker to the punch instead of just waiting to counter that one punch. If he did that, and at times when he did do that, when he threw like a... a jab left up right hand or, 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 or three or four punches he put Parker on the back foot and you and, and and to the naked eye looking in that looked a lot better than when he was just taking the one step back and clipping him with the one shot now another thing is even if he stuck to that same game plan took the step back put the right hand in then a left and a right on top of that bang 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 instead of just the one I think you would have seen wide scorecards to you if you're a. Yeah. It was one of those type of fights. I couldn't blame anyone for scoring it to Parker, and I couldn't blame anyone to scoring it for scoring it for for you if you're a. And I was gutted when I, when I when I calculated my scorecard that it said Parker by one because <laughs> I was like you if you're is the better fighter here, but yeah, I've give it to Parker by one. Yeah. It's one of those crazy fights. It is, and and obviously now um, we spoke about it a little bit earlier on today. It's like, what, well, where did they both go from here? Did it, did, did, I mean, I think a rematch could happen, but then a big part of me feels like now Parker's going to go away back to New Zealand and they're going to take uh, a different fight 
and Fiore's going to have to now go and look for a bigger opponent or a more well-known opponent, well-tested opponent, to be able to prove his worth against. I mean, at the end of it, if you watch any of the interviews uh, from uh, Mick Hennessy and the Furies, I think the comments that came out of Hennessy's uh, mouth was, some of it was a little bit over the top. Obviously, he was really frustrated with the result. I understand that. Um, But he he was right in some of the stuff he was saying as well. I think some of the comments that I didn't agree with was, like he was very Ali like I say no the, you can't really compare Huey Fury to Muhammad Ali that's the first thing I'd say he is a very good mover don't get me wrong but yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a very ridiculous comment but then some of the other things he was saying was like the fact that he outboxed him and he could potentially outbox bigger fighters I mean people expect people like Andy Joshua to walk for everybody but could he be outboxed I think he could well to be fair now, Yui Fiore, he had like a bit of an on and off career at, at times. And I've, I, I'd seen bits of him. And, and he wins a lot of fights in a breeze. And, and he looks lazy doing it because he can. Now, when I, when I got the chance to watch that full 12 round fight, I'm thinking, I've seen Yui Fiore properly here, even though it probably wasn't his best either. And he is, he, he is a talent. He is genuinely talented. Really talented. He's probably more talented than Tyson Fiore, to be fair. He's got all the moves. He's got the IQ of a, of a great counter-punch boxer. Um, but um, if I was him, I'd be desperate for that rematch. Because on the evidence of that 12-round fight, although I scored it to Parker, I thought I exposed him. It sounds weird me saying that, because no, I'd give it, no, no, I'd no, give no, it to a point. Right. But you Fury, he could get in with any of them. He really could, and he could do himself justice. He could box Deontay Wilder's head off. But then, then there's Deontay Wilder's wild, I'll throw seven punches at you, get out of the way of that. I'll windmill him, I'll swing him, yeah. and if, if I catch you, you know, you better have a good chin. But that this kid, Yui Fiore, he's got the IQ to, to outbox these guys, he really has. Um, and and Danny Joshua, to be fair, sounds daft like he's just, I've scored Parker, beating him by a point, yet I think... Because he's got so much potential. He's only, what yeah. is he, 24 years of age? Yeah, I don't think about 23, but still, he's still only 23, 24. Exactly. He'll get, he'll, he'll come on loads from this 12-round world title fight experience. But I do think if he wants to get that world title fight, uh, that world title win, get that rematch. Yeah. Because it does warrant a rematch. Because it, it, people had Parker, people had Fiora. It was controversy. But like you said, if Parker's got any brains and his team, they'd stay away from Yui Fiora because I think they'll come away thinking, fuck me, we got him at the right time there. He's not quite the fighter that he's going to be yet. Yeah. And what this fight will make him the fighter that he's going to be if 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 he if he um cracks on in, in terms of forget I got robbed. Don't keep complaining about it. Just think, you know what, it's happened. Let's take tomorrow, the day later, each day as it comes. And when he does that, I can't wait to watch his next fight, to be fair. Even though, at times, it was too negative for me. It's like, I remember um, Peter Fury, I think it was like round seven, round eight, in the corner. He said something like, that's not how you become a champion. Because he went from sticking to the game plan, brilliantly. And then, he sort of went negative and start that right hand counter a little bit it's like a couple of rounds that I scored to Parker it's because you if you're uh, you if you're uh, you give them away to him in my yeah, opinion yeah, yeah. like and I was, I was really frustrated because when I see a good boxer I support him straight away and I was like come on come on you fucker like I didn't like Parker's style at all 
he was swinging wildly he was out of range he couldn't find his range he was trying to bulldoze his way through Fury and I was like come on you be Fury put, put, put right left right put three together and then move your feet and then do it again and then you'll beat him 121 away and, and I, I do think when they sit down and watch it I think like because his dad knows boxing I think he'll, he'll sit back and watch it and think yeah maybe if you just went followed up with a left right and a left right just three or four instead of just a one then the judges would automatically change that opinion of I'm going for the aggressor and they'll see the quality work that Yui Fiori was doing that went unnoticed and it is a shame but he's young and I think he'll be world champion I think he'll definitely come again I yeah, think yeah. what you've got to take into consideration with this particular fight um, is that both of them have not been tested yeah no one but both of them had not fought anybody of major note I think Carlos Takam was the one of the biggest names and, and I mean they said Andy Ruiz um, for, for Parker but I didn't really think he was a big enough name to warrant saying he was a, a test on Parker's record so for me now what both of them need to start doing walking away if I was Huey Fury now yeah you'd want to go for the rematch but then there's talk this week of Huey Fury ta- getting in the ring with Lucas Brown which is good I'd, I'd like to see that I would yeah, like to see yeah, that yeah yeah because yeah, he, he's, he's a big rough rough dude uh, he'll give anyone a fight but I would expect you if you're uh, off the back of this experience to go and outbox him maybe put a few more punches together instead of this because to be fair he looked, he looked fresh he looked fit he looked really fit he was light on his feet and he looked like he could let four or five go move off let another three or four go I know heavyweights don't necessarily have a massive work rate but a few more combinations and he would have looked, he would have looked world, world class. Yeah, absolutely. So I was a bit frustrated. It's like, for example, if you said to me, put Joseph Parker in with um, Andy Joshua or Deontay Wilder, I'd say, nah, he's getting, he's getting smoked. He's getting sparked out off those. But put Huey Fury in with him and I, I wouldn't be too quick enough to say, oh, he'd get battered. I, I'd think... No, he's a good boxer. I think a lot of people would say that, though. I think, you know, when I looked on social media the day after and there was a lot of different stories going around different sports websites, uh, people were talking about the comments uh, Mick Hennessy made about him fighting Joshua and, you know, he could beat Joshua and people saying, nah, not a chance he's going to beat Joshua. But actually, and you know what? Funnily enough, my missus says this. She's a big Joshua fan and I like the guy. I think yeah, yeah. really great for boxing, what he's doing. But... I think he, he has shown vulnerabilities and he has shown he can be beaten and if, if Tyson Fury ever decides to come back and put himself in the ring and give himself an opportunity to do it could he do it? Possibly at this at this moment in time absolutely not because yeah, he's not yeah, been in the ring yeah. he's, he's well overweight he's doing he, the hacker with the <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty. Uh, his attempts at the hacker was pretty funny. Fair play to him. Um, but I think you, if you're based on the back of what you just said there, based on the back of that performance, he could give people like Anthony Joshua problems. Well, if you look at the uh, Joshua versus Vladimir Klitschko fight, Vladimir Klitschko, although aging, he, he moved his feet a little bit more. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying. Oh, you if you're his miles better than Vladimir Klitschko, but he used his feet, and when he used his feet, he sort of exposed Joshua at times. Obviously, put him on his ass. Um, so there's no reason why a sharp, fast-moving you if you're on his feet with the sharp jab, 
the good counter-punching. There's no reason why I couldn't stick to a game plan and box a decision you, against against Joshua. You can never say never in boxing. You can't just sit there and sit behind the keyboard and say, yeah, 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 if you've got absolutely no chance in hell of doing anything with Joshua, you can't say that because... No. You know for a fact these things have happened before when you completely underestimate somebody and then they absolutely surprise you. So I, I would say if, if that fight ever became available, I'd say I'd love to see it. I'd love to see yeah. it. I, I'd have to be as unbiased as possible because I, I, I've followed both of the careers. Yeah, Joshua's yeah. has obviously been a bit more well publicised than, than Fury's has, but yeah. um, I'd like to see it because it'd be a good fight for Britain. Not as big as the Tyson Fury Joshua fight. But at the moment, Tyson Fury, just like I said a bit earlier, he isn't looking like he's coming back anytime soon. No. And I think even if he ever does make a comeback, I just don't think he'll be that fighter that beat Vladimir Klitschko. I don't think he'll be that fighter because I think he's left it. He's leaving it too long. It, I compare that to when Ricky Hatton uh, lost to Pacquiao and it was a devastating loss yeah. and he left it four years before he got back in the ring against... Senchenko, who someone who he would have destroyed years before, and he left it too long to get back in the ring, and because of that, that hampered his career, and it left him on a loss, which was devastating for me as a big fan yeah, of him to same, see. Same, here, mate. Um, me and Karen watched Ricky and come back. It was called uh, Home Homecoming. Oh, was that one last car? No, sorry, that was one last car. He got, he got, that he got yeah, the win yeah. on that one, didn't he? Um, but yeah, that Senchenko fight. And he got stopped with a body shot. Oh my bloody! Oh, you know what I mean. The irony of that, that though. That I watched a promo, not a promo video, but like a, a, tri- a tribute video. Yeah, yeah. And it, the blue moves playing. He's knocking everyone out with body shots, and it sort of it gets you because you, you're buzzing. Like big, we're all big Ricky Hatton fans. Yeah. And then the end of it, it shows the body shot that he gets stopped with. I think I shed a tear when I watched that. When it's, I first watched that video, it's it's the irony of that. But what I'm what I'm saying about the whole situation is. Um, I'm comparing that what happened to Hatton to what could happen to Tyson Fury if he ever come back and he didn't if he leaves it too long he, he could end up the same way Hatton did and he, you know, I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen but based on what I've seen in the past with past fighters that, that's more than likely to happen to be honest um, Tyson Fury type of guy he is I don't know him very well personally but he, he's no he's not shy of telling people what how, how he thinks and what type of guy he is. For me, boxing it's not the it's not the biggest. It's not the he's he's in life for a, a better a better uh, reason than just boxing. So, in my opinion, I don't think he should come back because don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan and um, he actually boxed <coughs> away. I actually wrote a status on, on social media and um, I think it was Cal Froch, Amir Khan and uh, Paul Smith, I think. They was all saying, Fury's got to take it to Klitschko tonight if he wants to do anything. But I said, well, no. Everyone else has took it to Klitschko. He'll jab you, hit you with the right hand and hold you. If you make him lead, you step back, make him fall in and he's fucked. Fury did that brilliantly. Um, but in terms of him coming back, he... he he went to Germany. He beat Vladimir Klitschko in Germany. Was it in Germany? It was, yeah. It was in Germany. Um, nobody could do it. Everyone will down talk it and say, oh, he was ageing. But then he fought Anthony Joshua and put on a performance of a lifetime. Yeah. Listen, Tyson Fury went in there and it was because of Tyson Fury 
that result not because there was an ageing aging guy in, uh, in Vladimir Klitschko but he's done that no one else could do it it doesn't really get any, any better to be honest beating Joshua I don't think it gets any better than that night for him and I'm not in, in, for, for that reason with all the shit he's been through since then with there was a bit of media trying to bring him down to be fair to him and uh, I feel I do feel for him a little bit um, I think he just just chill out and enjoy his life because he did it all to be fair yeah he said he, he, he did what he said he was going to do from yeah. day one um, so fair play to him if he does come back I hope he comes back and takes a couple of fights first to see if there is anything left in him uh, before he starts going for the big guns but we'll see what happens anyway so that was that fight it was um, it was I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was all right. People, some people slighted it. Some people said it was the worst heavyweight fight title fight they've seen for a while, and all the rest of it. I think it depends what you you watching a fight for. Yeah. As a boxing fan, I know you're a bit of a purist yourself, Sean. You you can enjoy a fight like that, yeah. a, a boring fight, so to speak, because there's some skills in there. I'll be I'll be honest and say, a few years ago, I would have been the type of guy that would have said it was a crap fight that. Because I didn't, I didn't fully appreciate the the, the pure side of boxing. Yeah, yeah. Because I was more, you know, sort of Roman Coliseum type kind of guy. Yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah, to see yeah, yeah. blood and yeah. spill everywhere, and I wanted to see these guys go to war. And I'll, don't get me wrong, I still love a good war. But yeah. on the other side of the coin, I I do as I've got older, and I've I've, I've done different things outside of this myself and, and and I've actually stepped between ropes myself. I've begin begun to appreciate. Yeah. How how hard it is, and and how hard you have to train to be to the level. So yeah, I appreciate them type of fights now. Whilst other people yeah, will say yeah, it's yeah. boring, you've got an understanding. You dialed into the to, to the mind game in a boxing ring, like it, and and, and you've do, you've got that through 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 uh, trying it. A lot of people who haven't tried it, they don't understand the the the, the IQ needed in a tactical warfare type of thing. But us who do. We love, we do love a bit of that. Don't get me wrong, I do love a war, but when it gets a bit too scrappy, sometimes I turn it off. Me, I'll yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I love I, like Canelo versus GGG. That was a beautiful fight for me. That was uh, that was. Oh yeah. As a boxing fan, that had it all. To be fair, apart apart from obviously the controversy at the end, it lived up to the hype in terms of the fight itself. It was it was it was a battle of it was a battle of sort of. It was like a game of chess between them. Uh, yeah, it was like a, a bit of unfinished business as well. Regardless of what the result was, that fight warrants a rematch. Yeah, you need to play a winner. I would love to watch a rematch in that. And then, you know, we talk about trilogies all the time. This one might be the one. It might be the one. I'd, I'd love it to be the one because I couldn't think of any two better fighters out there at the moment who could, who could give us something like that. And I think Canelo came out of that fight with loads of credit because he was a smaller man fighting a, a machine in GGG who just knocks everyone out. And he took his shots. He stood there at times. I thought he came out with a lot of credit, me. So it was good. So, um, yeah, we'll move on and we'll move forward to tomorrow night and to Saturday night's fights. So, tomorrow night is the second uh, promotional outing for Kieran Farrell's promotions. Yeah. Uh, it's at the Bowlers, uh, Bowlers Exhibition Centre. Um, you've got a list of all the fights in front of you. Yeah. I have. I don't know if all the away opponents are. are, are I don't know if it's correct, but I think mm, pretty much we're there. Well, let's let's let's, let's talk about 
who who like the people who listen to the podcast will probably know of uh, in terms of who's going to be on the card. Like some of Kieran's fighters, and there's a couple of other fighters on the card that people will know of as well. Yeah, uh, personally, I'm looking forward to watching uh, Osman Aslam. Yes, he's a uh, he's a talent. He's dedicated. You can see it just by when you, when you shake his hand, and you can you can see in someone's eye when he's dedicated. Kids dedicated, and um, he's he's a prospect. To be fair, um, personally, I can't wait to see what George Brennan does. Coming off that good experience against uh, Louis, Louis Norman, um, he looked confident in the gym. He's bouncing in the gym, and I personally believe he will beat Edward. Barkland by KO I, I, I'm putting it out there I think he'll knock him out I think he I was with George that night and yeah. I travelled down with him with I Kieran. actually watched it on the, on the page <laughs> and, and I, I, and I, I live streamed it thanks for that because I, I, I would have missed it otherwise I, I decided to live stream it I was on. I was literally on my knees on the floor with my phone in my hand live streaming it on Facebook because I wanted I wanted people to see George in action and I wanted to, I wanted to that exposure for George as well and that was the whole point of it um, so regardless of my sore knees the next day people got to see George's fighting yeah, yeah. and got to see and he got to see it himself afterwards and he weren't you know what he weren't too downtrodden about it because I think he realised that actually you know if he would have stepped it up in that fight he could have took that fight no problem yeah um, it, it, it sort of ties in with the Yubi Fury what I was going saying before yeah, it does the better fighter on my card lost the fight Obviously, you scored that one to Yui Fiore and fair play. But on my card, the better fighter, the much better fighter, didn't get the decision on that night. Same with George Brennan, but he's a young kid and he's improving and he's learning. It's a great experience. And you're watching that fight with a bit of frustration again. I remember when I, we were speaking, I said, yeah. I was a bit frustrated watching it because I'm looking at George as the better fighter. Even though Louis Norman's... He's had like four or five major title uh, no, no, he's, challenges he's no slouch he's been in no, against yeah, some really good opponents he's a slick he's a slick mover he'll put a move and he's, he's, a, he's a short kid but he's sharp but I'm looking at George and I'm like George is the better fighter and he will be in the future but taking the positives the experience I think will show tomorrow night at the bowlers and I do think he'll get a KO I really do I've got a good feeling yeah, I think it'd be good to see how he bounces back. I'm, I'm personally going to be interested to see because I was there with him. I was there in the changing rooms with him. I got to see firsthand. That was the first time for me. Good experience. I got to see what it's like to be in changing rooms with all these away fighters. Yeah, you yeah. know, getting ready and on the pads, and he was, he was good. I really enjoyed it. So it'll be good to see George tomorrow night. So who else have we got on the card? Well, for different reasons, I'm looking forward to watching the Danny Williams versus. And that's a funny name, Andre Jevs or Andre Evs. Uh, I think he's a Georgian or Latvian, something like that. Because it's only Dan- Danny Williams' second fight. Um, he got stopped in his first fight, but he, he put he put a good showing. And this kid here, although he's a is a is an import, he is no he's no more guy. You know what I mean? That could end up being an entertaining fight. And a lot of people look at him and think, "Oh, big Danny Williams is going to smash his kid." It might actually be a not bad fight. That I hope Danny Williams wins. Yeah, it could end it could end up in a KO. I think Danny might get it, but I'm interested to see how that one does go. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, we've got Brian Phillips. He's back out. Quick fire from the the ITV show. The big yes. the, the big the big show. Got um, there, didn't he? Yeah, he got a stoppage on his debut. Uh, I'm happy for him as well because I remember when he came sparring at, uh, at our gym. Uh, Quite a while ago, um, 
and I seen him um, no disrespect to whoever he was sparring that day but he schooled this kid and I said to Kiers who the fuck's that because he, he had angles he had the, you know angles that other people don't don't necessarily throw and I was like he knows what he's doing that kid and I actually um, had a chat with him after it uh, later on in the day and he wasn't sure of his, whether he was going to turn pro or not or whether he was just going to crack on with family life and uh, me and Kieran randomly without speaking to each other both messaged him at the same time it's a bit weird we're a bit weird like that and we both um, said go on you bet you, you want to be giving pro boxing a go because you, you've, you've got something there and um, obviously he's under Scotty Hamilton uh, Scotty's doing a good job with him and to be honest with you I, I think he might uh, I think he might go 2-0 with two knockouts I'm expecting a couple of knockouts tomorrow to be honest with you um, I hope the boys don't let me down um, and um, there's another fight there Jay Carner I'm actually a big fan of Jay Carner he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet and he'll get in with anyone and he'll get stuck in he's got a fucking granite chin and um, he's rough and redder and, um, but he's a top top kid um, I think he'll get the he'll get the win tomorrow uh, they actually his opponent Ricky Leach both Jay and Ricky I've got a win over Russ Midgley so you never know he might make it competitive you just never know but I do favour Jay Kine he's got a bit of momentum at the moment he's, he's, he's got some big incentive though hasn't he I spoke to Jay a couple of weeks ago did a little interview you can find that on the uh, on the YouTube channel and Jay told us that he's got this fight and then he's got the big one for him which is on the undercard of Quello and Burns which is the yeah. fight with Gavin McDonald, which he's, he's, you can tell he's very 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 passionate about and he really wants to go there and upset the apple cart He's not overlooking tomorrow's fight. I know that for sure because I've spoken to him about it. And I think he'll be going in there with the eyes on that prize because that that could be a massive scalp for him. Yeah, and I think the type of uh, the type of guy Jay Carney is. Um, I don't think there's any there's such fingers overlooking a fight for him because he loves he, he loves to scrap. I don't I don't think he, he cannot overlook a fight because once he gets in there he has a tear up yeah. Yeah, that's what he does so um, even if he did overlook it he'd still have a tear up you know what it's I mean like, um, he's like Liverpool's answer to Daryl Sharp isn't it but he actually funny enough he actually calls himself uh, and, and I think uh, people around the area call him the Scouse uh, Maidana Um I can see it. I can. I can see the resemblance. Uh, Marcos Maidana. He puts his hands up. He'll charge you down all night, and he does. He, he is like a little ver- version of Maidana. Not, 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 not the retired Maidana though. With his, um, no, with, with, no, his no, with his matching. No, no. Um, I'm more like that. To be honest with you, I've put a bit of timber on since Mindra. <laughs> no, I know. I know what you mean. Though, obviously, when Maidana was when he's, when he's at his prime, he was yeah. a very, very, very good fighter. Um, so yeah, Jay Carney um, looking to go into tomorrow with a win and looking to come away to go into the Gavin McDonald fight a week after well yeah um, he did an interview not so long ago um, I can't remember who it was with um, and he said listen these fights don't forget he, he, he made a transition from a charity boxing events and stuff like that that's that's the circuit that Jay Carney came from he's improved he's improved loads since then you can still find some of those fights on YouTube and he's improved loads since then fair play to him he's dedicated but um, for him to fight Gavin McDonald on a big undercard that is him living his dream and he said yeah. it himself and I made up that Kieran's he, he's been able to get him these fights he's, he, he boxed on a, a Sky Sports show not so long ago and he upset the apple cart on that night he got the victory 
Uh, scorecard was a bit dodgy. We thought yeah, he won most rounds, and I think he won it by a point. Um, but you get that, don't you? Um, but yeah, he's living his dream, and I'm happy for him. Yeah, so Jay Carney's on there as well. Was there anyone else? Or is everything? Well, you've got um, Gary Armrod versus Willie Warburton. Now, I don't think uh, Armrod's um, fought for, I think it's... It's been out for a while, hasn't it? Three or four years now. Coming, a comeback fight against Willie Warburton. <laughs> he's, a yes. tough, he's a tough dude. He so a don't tough get dude. me wrong. With Willie Warburton, sometimes you don't know what you're going to get. If he's not feeling it, you, you, you're boxed to a decision. And, and and it won't be a bad night, but when he's on it, he, he can he can he can go a bit, and that could end up being a, a really tough fight. I see. Last time I seen Willie Warburton, out was against uh, Macaulay McGowan on uh, the sh- uh, show. Was it? It was the VIP show at Victoria Warehouse uh, a couple of weeks back, start of September, and he gave Macaulay a really good fight for so many rounds. But then, as it got towards, I think it was the three points rounds, in it in the final result. Yeah. Weren't as he got towards the latter end of the fight you could see him starting to fade away and drop off a little bit but if he turns up the same way he turned up at the start of that fight I think you could have a good fight in your hands yeah well he's known for his upsets Willie Warburton to be he fair certainly is. Um, to be fair looking at the bill uh, there could be a few knockouts a few surprises a few 50-50 fights I'm really looking forward to tomorrow to be fair Good. So, just before I move on to the final segment of the show, which is going to be the Battle on the Mersey, uh, I, I, obviously I've been doing this for the past two episodes, I'm going to make it a third in a row. Uh, the reason I'm doing the podcast now, or part of the reason I'm doing the podcast, is is thanks to Cheer Protein Bar. Yeah. Um, Denver from the Cheer Protein Bar got in touch with me a few weeks back, and you know, he really loves his boxing just like we all do, and he, he suggested that he can help us in, in, in some way, and you know, here we are, we've got the podcast equipment, and we, you know, we're loving it, and people are on it every week, and people want to come on it, uh, so Denver, again, thanks very much, and for anybody that wants the meal preparations, anybody that's not already got somebody doing it for them, go and see Denver on Victoria Trading Estate, and I'm sure he'll sort you out with something decent, uh, so thanks again, so, um, just moving back to the show and what we were talking about, the final segment is tomorrow's, uh, not tomorrow's card, Saturday's card, yeah. uh, The Echo, uh, which is the Battle on the Mersey, and it's a matchroom show, uh, it's it's full of obviously Liverpool talent, it's, yep. it's mainly Liverpool fighters that are on it, yep. uh, the headline fight is the rematch between Paul Butler and Stuart Hall. Yeah, um, I think Paul Butler's got it, um, I always favoured a boxer. Uh, to be honest, I'm a bit biased towards boxers. Um, I think he beats him. I, th- I think he might. I think he might beat him better this time. To be honest, um, I know um, George Brennan's done a lot of sparring with Paul Butler. Um, he's been getting a lot of rounds in, and I favour Paul Butler um, quite heavily. I've got to be honest. I think. I think if if, if Hall's got one last hurrah hurrah in him, it could be a good fight. But. You know, I, I'm kind of swaying towards Butler because I think Butler's learned a lot since that quite devastating knockout yeah. loss to Tete. Yeah. And I think he's improved a lot since then. And I think he's on six wings on the bounce, I think he has had now. And he's going into this. And, and Hall is at 
the end of his career now if he doesn't win this he's retiring he said that so it will be an interesting one um, to see how it pans out and whoever whoever wins it gets a shot I think it's is it a WBA eliminator or yeah, an yeah, eliminator yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one of them so one of them is going to go forward to a world title shot so there's a lot of incentive for both of them to try and get the win there um, so that's going to be the top of the bill that's going to be a great fight we're looking forward to that but the undercard is quite stacked actually it's quite a few good fights yeah there's one stands out there for me Sean Dodd versus Tom Stalker. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's um, there's been a bit of beef, hasn't there? Oh yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen it today, but I was looking on social media before. Now, I'll, 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 before we go into that, I'll say I, I applied for a press pass for Matchroom, and I've been told it's dead difficult, and I've been asking weeks to get myself on the mailing list so I could get there, and I've not heard anything yet. So, Anthony Lever from Matchroom Media, if you listen to this, get me on that mailing list because I'm coming to these shows and I'm going to get myself on these shows whether I have to make make myself heard I will get there um, we'll have to get our kids to send a text out <laughs> I'm sure kids will be able to send a text out yeah. to someone well obviously I'd like to get on these big shows but I'm not as well established as some other people to be fair though Sean from I've seen all these type of people and you are working if not on the same level as the hard workers, you're working harder. You really are. I know you're grafting to get it going, but keep that level of graft up because you're working harder than a lot of people who, who, who do get credit out there. I won't mention no names, but there's some people out there who turn up at, they'll turn up to your show, then they'll go missing when they can't be asked with you. But then if you've got something, let's say, Dylan Moran ended up fighting for a British title or, or or what have you, an Irish title, them guys will be back, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, but, yeah. But whereas you, you're going out your way to just go everywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And you are working on it, you do deserve to be at, at, at those bills, to be fair. I mean, I, I'm I know, sure you will, to be fair. I think I will get it, there it one day. Won't be long. I, I think I will get there. I think it'll be in the near future, to be fair. Um, so, I was on social media today and I was looking at the, uh, the build-up for it and there's been a lot of uh, piss taking going on between them uh, and the biggest one was funny he, uh, Sean Dodd turned up at the press conference today dressed as the uh, boat selector Craig David because that's what Stalker keeps referring to him as <laughs> <laughs> so um, he actually turned up with a pair of headphones on the, the big glasses and the beard shaved like uh, the boat selector's Craig David I actually um, I'm, fr- I'm friendly with his uh, trainer uh, Danny Kelly uh, the, from uh, the venture in Birkenhead and um, so I've actually followed Sean Dodd's career since he was basically a nobody, you know what I mean? Yeah. In fact, he took a loss early on in his career. It was for like, a, it might have been a Masters title, uh, and he was devastated to remember it. Like, he spoke to Danny about it, and they're, they're another set of, of good people, you know what I mean? And that's a bit of a fairy tale story itself, the Sean Dodd story. Yeah. And it's a good story, and he is a good kid, to be fair. I, th- I think I've, I've seen a lot of Sean Dodd recently. I think he's really. Forced, like I've been talking about, my, my forcing my way onto these scenes. Sean Dodd's forced his way onto the scene, and there's so much so that he's on he's on the Matchroom shows, and Matchroom are the biggest promotional company at the moment in Britain. Yeah. And he's forced his way onto that, and now he's he's putting himself in a position where, you know, for him, he could he could he could really really propel himself, and I think beating Stalker, and I think he can beat Stalker personally. I think Stalker's he's not fulfilled his potential. No, he's hundred percent. Like when he turned over, everyone was like, "Oh, Tom Stalker's turned over," and then when you watched some of his pro fights, just not quite worked out as it at the moment. No, but maybe this type of fight will bring it out of him. You just never know. Well, this is it. And then he might kick on. 
but personally I'll be cheering for Sean Dodd to be honest I think Sean Dodd's going to take it I, I'm, I'm sorry if Tom Stark if you ever listen to it or you listen to it I'm sorry but I've got to go with Dodd on this one because I just think he's got get over it Tom lad. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got some a little bit more than, than what I've seen from, from, from Tom Starker. so I'm gonna, I am going to go with Dodd on this one um, another really interesting fight on the card is yeah. Tom Farrell and O'Hara Davis yeah I'm going to be honest with you Sean I don't have a clue I do not have a clue because he's a good up and comer Tom Farrell um, but I suppose I wonder how O'Hara Davis is that loss that he had still fresh in his mind because it was he sort of don't want to say he quit but he sort of walked away and, and that was him weren't it yeah now if you're if you're Tom Farrell and you've seen that you're well up for it aren't you and, and that'll, that'll, that'll get an extra 5% out of you seeing that guy a lot of people thought he quit you know what I mean I think if Tom Farrell puts him under that much pressure as what Taylor did it's possible yeah, he, it's quite he, possible. He, he didn't he decided didn't he he said you know what I can't be asked I, I, I think it's I've quite seen possible enough. it's not a great attitude from uh, O'Hara no. and uh, to be fair he's shown a lot of promise in his, in his previous fights obviously he's winding everyone up comes out to the Undertaker's theme tune I was a fan <laughs> when I seen him coming out to the Undertaker's theme tune I know that uh, my brother Bri he, 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 he sent me a text straight away because we grew up watching wrestling etc and when he came out to that I was like you know what I'm a fan of O'Hara you know what, he got, he, he, you know, to be fair he got, me, he got my attention when I heard it and I thought What's what's the Undertaker doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and O'Hara Davis walks out and I'm like, all right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> he obviously likes his wrestling, um, but no. To be fair to him, up until the the, the Taylor fight, he, you know, he looked really good. Um, I think the only thing is he's trying to he's trying to give this persona outside of the ring that only certain people can pull off, and I don't think he's pulling it off personally very well. I think he's winding people up, but yeah. he, he's, he's it's like Nazim Hamid. I refer to Nazim Hamid. He was so cocky, so arrogant. But you couldn't not love him for no, it because he backed he, it he up. He backed every single bit of it up, and um, this is what I despise about the old Mayweather McGregor thing. It's breeding guys like O'Hara Davis there watching it and thinking, you know what, I'm going to do that. I just don't want the future generation of boxers all cunt acting basically. Because yeah. it's, it's as a boxing fan, listen, as an Emma Dale fan or a Coronation Street fan you're going to tune into that and you're going to watch it but you got to think about the boxing fans as well we don't really want to see that yeah we like a bit of needle but it gets a bit stupid doesn't it there's, there's needle and then there's just kind of it's laughable it's laughable for me at times and I don't want him to be like that I'd rather I'd prefer him much to be a grounded guy and not have to play the, the, the pantomime villain because he's not really doing a great job of it for me and he's not winning anybody over no he's not even all, funny all, either is no, it no all he's getting is, is internet trolls and I'm not I'm not trolling him here by, by giving him a bit of stick but I'm just saying you know what I think he should do is, is just get his head down get a few good wins behind him and then Maybe when he's backed it up a little bit more, then he can say, and then he can act like that. Yeah, it's like when he beat Derry, when he beat Derry Matthews. Don't get me wrong, Derry Matthews towards the end of his career and he stepped up away, but it was a decent win. And from that point on, you're thinking, now you know what? He's actually can do a bit. He's going, he's going along with that Mayweather style, Adrian Broner, Javante Davis type of type of style. I'm pretty sure he stalks them on social media. I'm pretty <laughs> sure of it. Pretty sure he's studying them every day on YouTube. He's getting there with it. He has got the idea of that style, but uh, he's a bit wild with it as well. They're more tight and down the middle. He's doing a few wild 
right hands and stuff. If they land, he's knocking people out, but he needs to tighten up that style a little bit. Well, we'll see what happens uh, come Saturday night. It'll be an interesting one, that one. Uh, Rocky Fielding's back out at super middleweight, and he's defending um, the British super middleweight title and the Commonwealth super middleweight title against David Brophy. Um, my initial thought is Rocky Fielding beats Brophy, um, hands down. Uh, Brophy's a very good boxer on his day, but I think when he stepped up against George Rose, George Rose exposed him. Um, and there's levels in boxing, and George Rose showed that he was a level above. But on the other side of the coin, Rocky Fielding went up against Cal Smith and yeah, got blown away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then he looked a bit rocky in his next fight, actually. Um, pardon the pun. Yeah, well, <laughs> pardon the pun. But he did look a bit unsteady at times in, he, in his next fight against the former George Groves opponent. I can't remember his name. The uh, Dem- Danish lad or Swedish lad. And, yeah, uh, yeah. He's a tough kid though him. He is a tough kid that um that lad. I, I, it's not Olsen, is it? Something f- funky like that anyway. Um He is a tough dude him, but I think good thing about this fight is uh, there is v- vulnerabilities there. And you just never know. Rebrasse, French. That's the one, sorry. <laughs> That's the guy, sorry. Yeah. Box rack to the rescue. Yeah, he looked a bit Swedish though. Then he had like a blonde beard and a bit of a blonde yeah, do, was it? It's something yeah. like that, it? But yeah. There's vulnerabilities in, in, in the fight. Uh, you'd favour Rocky Fielding, but has he got a bit of a vulnerability there? It makes for a good good spectacle. It makes an interesting one, it really does. And obviously, if, if Rocky Fielding comes away with the win on this one, you know, you've got to start thinking, is he going to be going for European honours next? Um, because he, he, he is in it. He is, he, he is in it for the business. He wants to get to the world title level. Yeah. I personally don't think he's going to get there I hate to say that about a fire but I, I personally don't think he will I think I think he'll get to maybe European level and, and then maybe there's a lot of very good super middleweights out there and, yeah, yeah. and Callum Smith really for me exposed him um, and then Rabrassi nearly exposed him again yeah. so uh, as much as I, I hate to say it I just don't think he'll get to that elite level No but to be fair to him He's had some good nights. He won the prize fighter. I think he gained a lot of fans from that. Um, I became a bit of a fan when he won the prize fighter. He thought he did it in decent fashion. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm big. I'm a big fan of him. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, big yeah. Fan of his, but I just kind of, as much as I'd love to see him get there, I just don't think he will. Um, but no, I agree. You've proved me wrong. Yeah, that's it. Um, obviously, it's no problem to us if he goes and wins the world title. But um, I believe in. It's not the destination that brings you happiness, it's the journey. And to be fair, if he, if, he, if, he, if he looks at it from that point of view, at the end of his career, he's had a good career, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other little fights that I'll just mention, uh, fighters that I'll just mention on the card. Uh, Anthony Fowler's back, going for his third outing. Yeah, no, I've actually uh, known of, not exactly his best friend, but Kieran was good friends with him from the amateurs. They both boxed for England in the GBs. Um, and he's one of the nicest lads living me as well to be fair to him always got time for people if anyone asks him a question he won't ignore him um, I hope he does well in his career to be fair yeah, and, and, and he hits very hard he's always been in great shape he's always been in great shape like me and Kears used to look at him as an amateur and I, 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 I once asked him what his diet was he said uh, I'm on a plenty of fish uh, not a dating website. <laughs> but, um, um, <laughs> he'll have plenty of matches if he went on that with that physique, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. but, um, and, um, but yeah, he, he's always been in great shape. He's, he's always been dedicated. But again, 
he, he was a good mate of Keir's back in the day and I hope he does really well in his career Derek Chisora's on the card as well he is Yes, know that. Yeah, Derek Chisora's on the card, so uh, he's been added quite late onto it. Uh, but he's just signed, hasn't he, with Matchroom? Um, he's just signed another deal with him. He was with the Sowellands, I believe, and now he's back with Matchroom. And I think they're going to make another fight with White, possibly. I can't see what other route they're going to take yeah. him down. Maybe yeah. Hellenius, but Hellenius keeps pulling out. So I, I think what Chisora's done there, no disrespect, like, but he's done a bit of um, done a bit of ass licking uh, to Eddie Earn. I think I remember when like Bellew was fighting Hay and that and. Derek Chisora was just, he was just there hang, hanging round and he's uh, sucking up to everyone and it's not normally Derek Chisora's style that and I thought oh, fucking hell Derek you know what I mean but uh, I suppose he's done what he's got to do and he'd prob- probably get a good payday out of a, yeah. a well, rematch with, a rematch with Dylan White he might so get that fight again and if fair, people, fair play people, to people will watch it that's the thing so business wise business sense he's doing the right things to, to get there um, we'll see what happens uh, Natasha Jonas he's also on the card uh, going into her second pro fight I missed the debut um, but I watched quite a few of her amateur fights personally obviously I, I'm a bit biased now because I'm training I'm training one myself you see it's funny because if you'd have asked me a few years ago about female boxing I was well against it because there was a bigger uh, I think it was a uh, Rafael Marquez one Manuel's uh, younger brother oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah he was in he was in a I think it was a trilogy with someone I can't remember who it was was it Vasquez I think it was and I stayed up to watch one of his fights um, I streamed it line um, but um there was two female female boxers on there, both Mexicans, and they smashed fuck out of each other, blood all over. And I was like, I think tough, tough girls like, but I don't watch it. Yeah. And that was back then, but it sort of moved with with the times. It sort of it's very graceful. No, it, it's very graceful the way. I'm actually gone. a big fan of it because there's some there's. there's the level of abilities is it's improving yeah. rapidly at the moment. Yeah, you've, got, you've got obviously Katie Taylor who's now leading the forefront. Definitely, I'm a big fan. And of Katie then Taylor's. you've got Jonas who's obviously Sky are trying to build that up with a fight with Katie Taylor, yeah. which is going to be I think one everybody will love to see, it, and I think that's definitely going to be an, an Eddie Hearn money making fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I can it, hear, yeah, I can hear that out, money now, yeah. even miles away sat yeah. in Haywood. I can yeah. hear that that money going around. To be fair though, it'd be nice to see like a a main event with two females. Maybe it'll be on an undercard of a world title fight. But I, I think he'll try and make it a main event. I think it's a it, it, history making yeah, main event. Yeah, if that comes off, um, it's only it's brilliant for for female boxing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And with the kids coming up, the future that they're they're hopefully walking into is uh, it's going to be big women's boxing. It's, it's only compared to like when the England women's football team did really really well at the World Cup. And how much that's now come on because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get a fight between these two fighters in particular, especially with them both being from these shores, you're going to stoke up a lot of interest and you're going to get these big, these big fighters from America, Clarissa Shields. Yeah, you know, I was just about to mention People her. like that. T-Rex. Um, that, that, that are going to want to get involved and, and they, wanna, they probably might even want to come over here to fight rather than just staying in America. To I've actually them. followed uh, Clarissa Shields' um, story. I think she lost one fight as an amateur. She's a beast, didn't she? Um, yeah. But she's she, she, she's a, had a tough upbringing. Uh, she had a hard life, 
and her story is quite inspirational as well to be fair and she's a really good fighter she's a really good fighter tough as anything she just she doesn't give a shit you know what I mean she's a big fan of hers to be fair so that's pretty much it for the uh, the Liverpool card so we're going to close it up and wrap up this episode I just want to make sure you get people shout outs because I've been sat on social media on my lunch today <laughs> while I was working and I was looking through it and thinking look at all these people here Ten, £10 per shout out <laughs> go, go for it no to be fair I tell you I will give a shout out to um, they, they won't mind they're, they're all selling them on, on the Facebook comments everyone who donated to, to, to the charity raiser that I sent out uh, on Friday um, uh, the way I think these days um, I don't think about myself too often and I, I do my passion is one day I want to give to charity have a charity of my own on a wild on a wide uh, a wide scale, um, and I just want to thank everyone who, who, who donated to the uh, to the charity raiser. We're doing it again tomorrow for the same charity. Uh, I won't talk about it too much because the the person who, who who's raising the funds doesn't doesn't actually know that I'm raising it for them yet. Right. Um, so I like to just do it and Even then I, and then pop up. So I won't say what it's about, but people who turn up tomorrow they'll see what it's about I'll tell them what it's about hopefully we'll get a, a few more quid we'll put we'll put two uh, bucket collections together and then um, off that off that goes to, to, to every penny to that charity so uh, I'm passionate about that um, in, uh, now I'm I'm a bit more mature as a uh, as a man and uh, I'm passionate about um, giving that's, uh, that's what I'm about these days to be fair so I just want to thank everyone who did uh, donate oh, that's really good uh, so I'm just going to wrap the episode up by saying thanks very much for everybody that's listened to the last two episodes. Um, we've got, I think we've got just over 100 people. That's just off SoundCloud alone. I don't know what iTunes gives because iTunes actually don't even give you any stats, which is a bit rubbish right. in that respect. That You don't even know how many people have listened to it or downloaded that one, so it could be more. But I'm amazed by the fact that over 100 people have listened to this podcast. <laughs> because obviously when I started it out I said I said to myself if I could get 100 followers in maybe a month I'd be happy with that mate what I believe in life is what you give in it will come back to you I, I, I do believe it and all you got to do Sean is just keep giving what you're giving and those numbers will go bigger and bigger and bigger and you deserve it mate to be fair you, you're grafting your ass off and these viewers will come I'll promote you like mad Kieran will promote you like mad I'll, I'll tell even people who, who I know who aren't boxing fans to, to, to share your page and, 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 and you will you'll you'll get to where you deserve to be in the near future and it's really appreciated because it really does help and, and, and it kind of leads me on to again thank you for everybody for downloading the podcast and listening to it what I want people to start doing really now is start you know sharing it which is absolutely fantastic but I want people to start reviewing it on iTunes because that's how on iTunes it gets up the rankings on right. the iTunes chart yeah, yeah. and people then start seeing you know oh look at this podcast look at this Beyond the Ropes podcast you know that, that's that, that's how it gets more viewing so if people can start actually rating it on iTunes if you're not on iTunes go on SoundCloud rate it on SoundCloud any ratings are, be are better for me and it helps me promote this service even more because that's what it is it's a service for boxing fans it's it's giving people an outlet to listen to I love listening to podcasts I listen to podcasts myself in work and you know it helps me get through my day listening to other people talking about something I'm passionate about yeah well mate I've listened to the last two myself obviously uh, Dylan and, and Kieran was on first one uh, Kurt Gargano was on a second one and I've listened to it from minute one 
to minute 50. I bet ours is a bit, a bit of a long one. It's uh, one hour and 36 minutes. Is it? It's a record oh, breaker this one. What, what, like, what, in person, I won't really open up to people, but when they ask me a question, off I go. Uh, I, can't, oh, no, I can't believe that. It's not the six hours that uh, Sean Howarth was saying. It was yeah, 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 MC Sean Howarth. Uh, he's actually applying for his MC licence, to be fair to Sean, and I hope he does pursue it, because uh, he is gifted in, in, in uh, like, he does his uh, on-stage drama and stuff like that. He's gifted in that type of thing, so I hope Sean... Uh, I hope he yeah, pursues yeah, that MC in career. Too. I hope you do well with that, mate. It'll be good, be good to see you on the uh, the big the big telly show soon. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, going back to you know, obviously, I want people to do the uh, reviews of it. Really, reviews, yeah. comments, everything you can do because the more people do that, the more exposure it does get, and the, the easier it is to to promote this thing. Because I've said from day one, I'm actually doing for me. This is a hobby, but now this is becoming a bit more serious because I'm giving it all the time I can give it. You know, I'm, I'm losing a little bit of time. With with my family because I want to get this off off the ground and yeah, I want yeah, people yeah. to see that there is other people out there and not just the standard people in the northwest. There's other people that can give you something different. So everybody, get reviewing it, get listening to it, give you comments. If you don't like what I'm t- if you don't like what I'm saying, tell me. I'm not bothered. I don't have to take offence to anything like that. I've got thick skin. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I appreciate any constructive criticism that people want to give me. So if you want to if you want to do that, feel free to to give us a review. Um, whether it's good, whether it's bad. If you've got any questions questions or any other feedback you want to give drop us an email uh, each sleepboxing repeat at gmail.com you know if you want to something to be discussed a topic to be discussed on the show get in touch you know I'm open for it I don't just want to make it about shows every week I, I, I've got the forum which is, is, is also something else I want to plug in a minute but I want people to talk about top ten pound pound fighters I want to talk about history I want to talk about everything I don't just want to make it all about local news I want it to be everything um, so that leads me finally on to this forum um, I've got the website which you've, you've, you've you know if you're listening to it you've probably already seen it uh, you can see that you know it does take me a couple of days at a time to get it updated just for the sole fact is that you know I'm doing everything uh, so if there's anybody out there that wants to get involved uh, whether it's to write a few articles for the website please 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 get in touch more than happy to see what you've got to offer um, you won't be getting paid for it <laughs> I'm sorry you ain't going to get paid for it I ain't getting paid for anything yet uh, just yet but it's a great experience and it's a great way to get people out there giving to others is of the highest distinction in life so people don't need to be paid for it no no it's pass- I'm, pa- I'm passionate about it so I'm doing it because I'm passionate about it simple That's as it. that um, but the forum is another thing I've started the forum up because we talked about it about Warrior Boxing Forum and, and how much that um, you know it had a lot of kickoffs and it got closed down earlier on this year but I want to I don't want to make it into Warrior Boxing Forum but I want people to use that platform to start doing things the way people used to do it and not just relying solely on social media let's give it another place for people to you know even if they have to remain themselves slightly anonymous if they want to go on there and talk about boxing and give their opinions and not be judged for it get yourself on there it's free to sign up it doesn't cost you any money whatsoever you just either do it via your Facebook or via a valid email address create your own post talk about top 10 pound for pound fighters talk about the best chins in boxing predictions for big fights get it all on there I really really want to encourage people to do it well you see back in the day when me and Kieran used to go on warrior boxing it was absolutely bouncing and I think like this podcast this will get the the, the views quite quickly as it, as it has done so far I think something like a forum just takes a bit of just just 
keep going with it and and once it starts people like I need to make an account myself I've not done it yet I need to get on it and there's me saying get people on it and you're saying yeah you mate you know what I've been threatening to do it for, for about a week or two Don't you know what I mean do it, do it yeah I will do it I'll probably do it I'll do it tonight actually and um, and I'll uh, I'll get all the boxing fans I know listen it's a, now Warrior Boxing's gone it's a great opportunity for people to just jump jump ship and, and, and off you go it's the same same sort of setup on the forum and um Hopefully it'll be bouncing soon. It takes time and it takes effort and I appreciate that and it will come one day but it's just really a reminder for people that listen to the podcast that it is there. Use it as an opportunity, use it as a platform to discuss your favourite fighters, local fighters, Northwest fighters, British boxing, world boxing, everything, get it on there. Um, I know I've rambled a little bit at the end but there's only really one final little plug I want to do on the podcast. Uh, obviously you heard the Chia Protein Bar uh, advertisement earlier on. They were the first people to actually get in contact with me and say that, you know they'll give me some support. I am still looking for support. Um, obviously, it doesn't. It doesn't cost of the website. You know, it does cost me to run it. I pay my own money, have my own hard-earned wage to do it because I love it, and I'm not complaining. But any any support that anyone could do. You know, that'd be fantastic. I'm not asking people to set up a Just Giving account or anything like that. But what I'm asking is if people want their platform to be advertised through my platform or their business to be advertised through what I do, then get in touch. Because the thing is, as you can hear, I'm in touch with a lot of people in the boxing game now. And and these people are getting on board with what I'm doing. And it's, it's a good way of making connections with people. It's like Curtis Gagano last night was saying... Chia Protein Bar leaflet and he's seen it and I've told him to go and get in touch with Denver and, and you know he's going to sort some hopefully get some meal prep sorted out for him and his missus and, and that's how it works that's how you it's a service for a service so if anyone wants to get in touch again you can either uh, just catch me on any of the social media channels or just get in touch with uh, eat sleep box and repeat at gmail.com any last words? Uh, yeah for you to be fair uh, you don't just get accepted by chance either you know what I mean if you if you if you was if you was bullshitting then you wouldn't be accepted but you are accepted because everyone sees that you're working hard so I think people people who who, who have a, a, a bit of cash or you know do a bit well off and that and they are boxing fans this this guy's fucking he's working harder than most of the media people that I know anyway um, so people need to get on board and and, 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 and sponsor you the thing is what well, they, they won't just get nothing in return the thing I've said like I, I'm happy to get these podcasts people if you look at all the podcasts that are going around people sponsor podcasts and they pay to sponsor podcasts I'm not really too fussed about that but if anybody could help even if it was just something to say maybe help me get some newer equipment or or something or anything that type of support that, that it really all helps keep this platform to the next level and keep progressing because when you've got these bigger platforms out there that have got the financial backing um, you know you're competing I'm not so much competing at the moment but I am I'm getting to that level where people are standing up and taking notice so it'd be good to hear from anybody so I don't want to ramble on too much more because it's one hour 44 minutes no longer podcast we've done no no you know what it's been great it's been great stories I've enjoyed it great chat and I hope people really enjoy it so don't forget to leave us some feedback thanks very much cheers guys thanks Sean thank you Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.